All right, news at Roundup Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, a new migrant caravan making its way in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of the Omicron variant that has Joe Biden and the administration all freaked out. And now we got masks back in indoors in New York and it's it's vax and it's mask and it's booster and, and it's booster booster. And five-year-olds have to get vaccinated if they want to go indoors anywhere in New York City. It just doesn't get this insane. Um, but Kamala Harris now, um, I mean, it's been pretty br- it's been a pretty brutal time for her as they've been attacking her. And this is coming from the left. This is not coming from conservatives. Uh, one of her, I guess one person that works for her referred to her as a soul-crushing bully we have this other massive caravan headed our way in the middle of this omicron variant kamala harris has no plan of action you know the only thing she's tried to do is more and more people leave uh their positions working for her nobody wants to be associated with her according to many reports um she's tried the image makeover with the child actors that didn't work out particularly well she reportedly has hired one or two PR people to change her image. Uh, Joe Biden didn't even want to say hello to her at Bob Dole's funeral. Um, now, one of the big questions that was asked yesterday by Peter Ducey is, OK, uh, she's the borders are. Why isn't she fixing the border? Now, it was an interesting exchange that had taken place with Senator Hawley and DHS Secretary Mayorkas, where Mayorkas admits she has nothing to do with the border. Listen to this. The president did not appoint the vice president to be the border czar. Um, He uh, um, asked her to lead the effort in addressing the root causes of irregular migration. Those Ah. are two very different things. Ah, I see. So is she working closely with you on that uh, important endeavor? Uh, How often do you meet with her? uh, I am uh, certainly in close touch with the vice president. How often do you meet on this subject? Uh, I've met uh, with the vice president um, more than a handful of times. But more than a handful? Well, so what's that mean? I'm, Six or seven I'm, times in the last year? Oh, no. Uh, first of all, I have not been in office for a year, uh, Senator. Um, uh, secondly, I am in close touch. So she's very involved in the department's policies and in, and in, in, in what's happening at the southern border. Do you travel to the border together? Or are you are you devising policies together? Um, I have traveled uh, to the border once with the vice president, El Paso, Texas, so that she could see firsthand uh, the challenges that we face. And has she been part of your, your policies to your decision to end the Remain in Mexico policy, to end the public charge rule, uh, to change the ICE guidance? Has she been part of those decisions? I, I have not consulted with the vice president directly about those policies. And then Jen Psaki confirmed that Vice President Harris is still the border czar, despite not speaking with the Guatemalan president for six months. Remember, she went to no significant portion of the border. I mean, she went down there, but she didn't go down where it actually mattered. Uh, she was literally nowhere close to the migrant surge. She drove by El Paso on her way to California. That was about a, a, a drive by just to say that she went there, but she didn't go to where, where the problems were. Uh, anyway, so Saki confirming that she's still the borders are. And then Saki can't answer if Kamala has contacted Mexico after the truck crash killing 50 migrants. Listen. 
is Vice President Harris still in charge of addressing the root causes of migration from El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala? She is, and I just announced a, a commitment that she's announcing this afternoon. Then why is it that she has not spoken to the president of Guatemala since June? That's six months. Well, I know that I, I did see this kind of strange report uh, from the president of Guatemala saying that uh, he's had no contact with the White House, which is inaccurate. No, he, didn't uh, say that. he said uh, Vice President Harris he has not spoken to her. And if she's in charge, why, why is that? Well, we have had a range of conversations, Peter, I think as are reflected in our readout we put out last week with our national security advisor. The last one yeah, I have is just uh, with this uh, uh, this tragedy involving a truck crash with more than 50 migrants yeah. that were killed. Um, that's the initial reports. Um, just initial reports from people on the ground uh, say that that truck was intending to come to the U.S. border, that those folks were trying to come to the U.S. Is the president, is the administration um, reaching out to Mexico, to partners in Central America this morning? Does this cause for a certain reevaluation of the strategy to deter migration? Or? It would really come through the Department of Homeland Security of uh, that kind of outreach. Uh, so I would point you to them for any more detail about a connection with the Mexican government. Or the vice president at this point. I can, I can check and see, but I suspect that conversation would first happen through the Department of Homeland Security. All right. Joining us now, Congressman Mike Cloudy's of Texas. Andy Biggs is with us, the head of the Freedom Caucus. Uh, he's right there on the border. Andy, um, that's not exactly a border czar that inspires confidence in anybody. No, sir. You're exactly right. She's done nothing on the border. In fact, I would anticipate that we're going to continue on with this. With two million people, what? Something like that illegally cross the country by the end of this year. It's going to happen again next year because Kamala Harris is not going to do a darn thing about it. And uh, it's going to it's going to get worse and worse. Is my my uh, prognostication? I saw that Arizona now. I think it was Tucson in particular, down south in Arizona. Uh, has, is experiencing one of the biggest crime surges ever. Um, how big a contributing factor is this? I think it's pretty astonishing. Highest homicide rate ever in Tucson. And um, so so you got all the illegal aliens that are coming across, and some of them are, you know, they're malevolent. They're criminals. And then, uh, then you have, never forget that the Tucson has been led by people who, uh, they're they're content to try to defund police and 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 that so that's a horrible combination if you're a resident of Tucson because you're going to get higher crime. Have they broken it down demographically? Uh, in other words, are the illegal immigrants that Joe is is processing, aiding and abetting illegally, you know, and helping them illegally enter the country? Have we found out what percentage of that of that record is from illegal immigrants? We, they don't want to find that out, Sean. So the, the best way to find it out is to look at the at the those who are incarcerated on state crimes in Arizona, and you'll see uh, disproportionate on some of the violent crimes. A disproportionately high number are people who are illegally in the country. But uh, neither Tucson, because it's a left-wing kind of liberal town, nor does this administration want to get the truth on that, because uh, that would further exacerbate the... Uh, disapproval ratings of President Biden. Your take, Mike Cloud, Texas has been hit as hard as Arizona. Um, you know, look at what's happening in Del Rio. Look, it's what's happening at the Rio Grande. Our district is just north of the RGV sector, the Rio Grande Valley sector. And, and uh, you know, law enforcement will call 
two major highways that come to the border up to Houston through our district, the, the fatal funnel. And it's because of what we're seeing daily in our communities. You know, ranchers will find dead dead bodies on their property. We'll see uh, the flow through the RGB sector is estimated over 23,000 illegal immigrants a week uh, is, is what's estimated to be coming across right now. And, of course, this is weighing on our hospitals. It's weighing on our schools. It's, it's weighing on the uh, infrastructure of the communities that have spent, you know, generations even in building uh, viable communities. And, and so uh, it, it's tragic what's happening. Uh, and, and the fact that this administration continues to aid in the bed cartels in this is is devastating. Okay, so uh, I know that governors, uh, I know, for example, Governor um, Abbott of Texas has been trying really hard to do his best, but he's got handcuffs on because of the federal government and their jurisdiction. So let's imagine the Republicans take back the House. Andy Biggs, is there anything Republicans then in the House could do to stop Joe Biden from aiding and abetting the law-breaking? Yeah, you could basically one of the things you would do is you would you could hold up virtually every piece of legislation that's a priority to him um, if it doesn't include funding and policy changes with regard to the border. And that would be your lever at that point. And if that happens, um, Biden at some point would have to to have a reckoning because. Otherwise, they, they end up losing everything in 2024. So, yes, we can and we must have that kind of, uh, of, of will and determination. And that I know Michael and I are kind of agreement on, on these things. Uh, this is a priority and needs to be a priority for Republicans today, as well as after we get, uh, after we get control back. Hey, Mike, if I was aiding and abetting and assisting people to enter this country illegally and I got caught, what are, what, are, what are the odds that something would happen to me legally? Well, I can give you an example. About 15 minutes from, from my house, and our local sheriff's office picked up a known human smuggler. So you have to think what it takes to qualify as that, that <laughs> to be a known human smuggler. They got to looking at the data on her phone, realized there were connections to MS-13 and to ISIS. That person ended up being handed over from our sheriff's office to the federal authorities who went to a court who ended up being released uh, in Corpus Christi, which is also in my district. Um, so but but is, that wouldn't be what happened. Why do I imagine I get put in jail for years? Uh, well, legally, you should be. Uh, but what we're not seeing is enforcement. We're seeing uh, our federal government turn a blind eye. Lawlessness has is, is become OK uh, and it's not OK. Uh, it's devastating. Uh, you know, they they somehow try to get it over to the American people that lawlessness is compassion, and it's not. Uh, it's destabilizing Central and South American countries. It's wreaking havoc on the communities in South Texas and throughout the nation. All right. Uh, Andy Biggs and Congressman Mike Cloud of Texas, thank you both for being with us and updating us. We appreciate it. 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. We'll get to your calls for the uh, rest of the hour. I want to get back to this issue. We had Mark Meadows on earlier in the program, and, and this is Liz Cheney's mentality. And as I, I have been saying and will continue to say, and, and I guess nobody else is willing to say, I watched this committee. Remember, the last time Congress held somebody in contempt and went to charge them before Steve Bannon and now what they're doing with Mark Meadows was 1983. Um the real story is why we were not prepared. We have whistleblowers now saying they were told to stand down. The president asked days before, knowing what happened in the summer of 2020, we don't need we don't need violent riots in Washington, D.C. He asked for the guard to be brought up. 
The same with Mark Meadows. Ask for the guard to be brought up. And that's all they want to focus on. And this is why I keep saying it is a predetermined outcome. That's why Jim Jordan was kicked off the committee. Jim Banks was kicked off the committee. The purpose of this committee is is not to get to the truth. It's to purge the Republican Party of Trump and Trump supporters so he can't run again. Now, if you really wanted to get to the truth of this, as I've been saying all day, the person, part of the job, the rules, the power structure in the Capitol, Nancy Pelosi, has the control and authority and responsibility over the leadership of the Capitol Police. Why did they deny calling up the guard? Why, after everyone told them, knowing what happened in the summer of 2020? Anyway, here's Liz Cheney making her case against Meadows. We hoped we would not have to be here at all. As the chairman noted, we'd engaged in weeks and weeks of discussions with Mr. Meadows' counsel. We'd worked very diligently to try to reach agreement on cooperation. We'd scheduled a deposition uh, at a time and a day uh, of Mr. Meadows' choosing. Um, But shortly before the deposition was to occur, Mr. Meadows walked away from his commitment to appear, and he informed us he would no longer cooperate. As the chairman noted, we think Mr. Meadows is improperly asserting executive and other privileges. But this contempt proceeding relates principally to Mr. Meadows' refusal to testify about the text messages and other communications he admits are not privileged. He has not claimed and he doesn't have any privileged basis to refuse to answer our questions about these texts and about these topics. This brings up another point. Mr. Meadows' testimony will bear on a key question in front of this committee. Did Donald Trump, through action or inaction, corruptly seek to obstruct or impede Congress's official proceeding to count electoral votes? January 6th was without precedent. There has been no stronger case in our nation's history for a congressional investigation into the actions of a former president. We must investigate the facts in detail, and we are entitled to ask Mr. Meadows about the non-privileged materials he has produced to us. Any argument that the courts need to resolve privilege issues first is a pretext. We need to question him about emails and texts he has given us without any privilege claim. His role in the Raffensperger call cannot be privileged, nor can his dealings with a member of this body regarding Jeff Clark. We must get to the objective truth and ensure that January 6th never happens again. I urge my colleagues to support this resolution, and I yield back. All right, when we come back, we'll get right to the phones. 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. To our busy phones, we shall go. We've got Richard in California. Richard, hi. How are you? Glad you called, sir. Hey, Sean. Th- uh, God bless you. Thanks for the great show. Um, Thank today, you. I just, I'm, I'm sick of the theft. I'm sick of the theft of freedom, of property, of, of God knows what else. Um, yeah, man, that's just where I'm at. Listen, you know what? Here's the good news. You're going to go away. You're going to hang out with your family and friends and, you know, hopefully wind down for the year and have a great holiday, have a good vacation, et cetera. Then we're going to come back and we begin our plan. And the plan is to save the country from this disaster. It's not complicated, but I already have ideas percolating in that brain of mine. And I'm going to come back with a plan 
but I can't do it alone. It's going to take every single person that listens to this show and every American that cares about the future of this country, all hands on deck, and and everybody's a spoke in the wheel, and we've got to unite behind common principles that we know will work and solve the problems that they have caused. Every problem Joe has caused has been preventable, and every problem can be solved. But he's, it's not going to be solved with him doubling down on stupid. That's what his plan is. I mean, the bumbling, the bumbling going on on these snippets I'm watching of him, it, it's, it's, frankly, it's, it's a disaster. It's scary, you know, to think that this guy's running the country. And he's bumbling every, every single, you know, YouTube video I'm watching, no matter where he's at. I'm like, what? <laughs> and we had a call, caller, a liberal earlier in the program. I said, is Joe in a cognitive decline? Look, I've, I've gone through this and I'm just waiting for the big attack. I, and I have been waiting for some time. Maybe it's not coming. I, by some news organization, Hannity is saying that the president is a cognitive mess. And I'm waiting for them to do it. Because as soon as they do, I will eviscerate them. I'm just waiting. And if they don't yeah. do it, I might just have to go with plan B and just do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you're speaking of the immigration. You're speaking, you know, there's the, the smash and grab, Sean. This, happened, this has happened to me twice this year. I have two small businesses. In March, I was broken into. Two weeks ago, I was broken into. My safe was broken into. My oh, tax gosh. records were stolen. My hard drives of my business were stolen with 15 years of records. Um, the cops came twice. No detectives have called me back. I lost over a hundred grand worth of stuff. Insurance is fighting me. What kind of what kind of business do you have? I own a, I own a studio and a and a video corporate video agency. And uh, they, they got into my safe in three minutes. I have cameras showing the people, showing the trucks. No detective has called me. Insurance covered it last time. It's a bigger claim this time. They're arguing with me that they don't want to cover it this time. And Wait a minute, just, you, but, but if you have know, cameras and video, do you, can you see the faces of the people that did this? Yeah, well, they have masks, they have gloves, you know, they, they're, oh. they're smart. It, it, for, for all I know, it's people coming in from the border, and they got in my safe in three minutes, a big gun well, Do you safe. live near the border, or? Yeah, I live in San Diego. Yeah. By the way, when I was in San Diego, I went to a drug warehouse there. It's the biggest warehouse I ever saw. Floor to ceiling, drugs confiscated at the border. Then I went to an office building and they had built a tunnel, sophisticated tunnel from Mexico into this office building and literally you just push it up inside one office and and you're home free. I went down inside the tunnel. Um, I'm really sorry. You know, the hard part for the, with the smash and grabs in particular is it's running some businesses out of town because companies cannot afford, like for example, if you work at a drug, if you own a drug store, and even if you're a big chain, and you're not working on the biggest margins. I mean, I guess you would get a good margin probably on shampoo and soap and deodorant and, and maybe, you know, non-prescription medicine. Now, you probably get some money on that. But the reality is if, if you have 10 people a day stealing $900 worth of, of stuff, you're, you're going to lose money. You can't stay in business. And then when you close your shop down or you close your store down, and all those people that work for you are out of work, even though it is a good time to get a job if you're looking for a job. But it doesn't matter. And that then what does that do for the neighborhood? What does it do to the elderly, you know, uh, woman that lives down the street 
that counts on walking to her Walgreens that no longer exists. So now she's got to walk another, you know, two miles to a CVS. And, and maybe she's not even capable of doing that. Now she's got to rely on other people or maybe Uber. And maybe she can't even afford like an Uber delivery. They're shutting down all over. You see Walgreens and CVS uh, wrapping it up. I, I think there's going to be other stores and other chains. Hey, I'm in California. I loved it. I've, I've been here my whole life. I'm ready to go to Florida. I talked to my buddy. I said, how's Florida doing? You know, I keep hearing these great things about DeSantis and him standing up for our liberties as Americans. And I don't know why there's not more politicians doing that, even on the right side of the aisle. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm I'm getting confused and I've never experienced this before, but I'm just disenchanted with these break ins happening to me twice i'm disenchanted for it happening to other people too i mean it's just a tragedy well i'm very sorry i can totally understand it you put your heart soul and you lose all this money now you're fighting your insurance company it just sucks and it, yeah. it and all of it's preventable again you know what how about we refund the police how about we <laughs> bring back the bail laws how about we stop coddling people uh uh, criminals that are are stealing other people's stuff. I mean, it's unbelievable. Years ago, these guys would have been that they would have been investigating them. They would have been locking them up. Even the people that are doing these mass smash and grabs, like twenty, thirty years ago, these people would be in prison. It doesn't yes, seem like that's where they belong in prison. That's where they belong. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry that you're going through that, Richard. Hang in there, buddy. Good luck. Let us know uh, how that works out for you. But a lot of people closing up shop. You know, dream of their own business. They make it successful. And then there's absolute lawlessness. Uh, D is in California as well. What's up, D? How are you? Glad you called. I'm calling because of the unequal application of the COVID vaccine mandate. Okay. I'm seeing, of course, we all know working people and people who shop and dine out have mandates for that COVID vaccine. But I don't see it for the homeless, the illegal entries, the incarcerated. You know, look, we already know that you get preferential treatment if you enter the country illegally. They won't test you, they tell us, because you're not going to be here very long. They're not testing people. They're putting them in close quarters in Biden's cages, and then they're dispersing people without a vaccine mandate all over the country. And they're doing it in the middle of a pandemic and in the middle of a new variant that we wish we knew more about. That's the Omicron variant. You know, so it, does that make any sense? No, it doesn't make any sense. Is it mandate okay. inequality, to use your phrase? Yes, it is. And is there anything that you're going to be able to do about it in California? Probably not. And you know what? Like everybody else, you might want to start looking at, well, maybe can I can I, can I I make a, a go of it in Texas? Can I make a go of it in Florida? Can I make a go of it, you know, maybe in Nevada? I don't know. And wherever they have a little more freedom certainly will be better than New York or California. Yes. I mean, they're not even like they're so out of it. It's like they're not even a part of the of other states. Look at New York and California, rightly so. And it's Mm -hmm. it's like the United Socialist Utopia of California. It's the United Socialist Utopia of New York. I mean, the values are so at odds with the rest of the country. Maybe we should just let them have their own state. You guys stay, You guys can have your own little, you know, everybody, every knucklehead, extreme radical socialist, left winger. Why don't you do your experimental socialism in those two states and leave the rest of us alone? I think a lot of people that are homeless or incarcerated uh, can see through this. 
And well, you know what we can do? We can help them out. They have a monop- They don't care. They, they have such a compassion for the poor. Um, mm-hmm. We'll send all the drug addicts that shoot up in the streets. We'll send them to those states and all the homeless people will send to those states. I'm sure liberal compassion will take care of them all, won't it? That's what it, it does. Yeah. Well, yep. one mile from Nancy Pelosi's house in one direction, her million dollar gated community and one mile in the other direction to her office is where people are defecating in the streets, shooting up all day long, and needles are all over the place, and it is a, a just disgusting mess. I know because we've sent our cameras there numerous times now. What does Nancy Pelosi do in her own backyard? Nothing. She goes against the rules and gets her hair done when the hair salon is closed to the, everybody else. Anyway, hang in there, D. Wish you all the best. 800 941 Sean, you want to be a part of the program. Jim is in Wisconsin. What's up, Jim? How are you, sir? I'm great, Sean. Uh, you know, start off by saying thanks for all you do for all the fine Americans out there. And, you know, what you do is really appreciated. And I, well, that means a lot. That, but thank but, you. You give yeah. me this uh, microphone every day, and I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I want to call a little attention to some of the private businesses. You know, lately we've been hearing, you know, healthcare, military, which, you know, God bless all of them. But the magnitude, when you start looking about these vaccine mandates, um, for employers above 100 or 100 employees, when you start adding that up, the tens of thousands of people that are that are you know affected by this, and and I and affected in two ways. One, the ones like my wife who was basically terminated from Bristol Myers for not taking the illegal jab. You know, when she when was she career. fired? What what's that? When was she fired? She was terminated on the 6th of this month after a, a rigorous um, question and answer uh, probing by their HR department. And we, she applied it for a religious exemption, which was denied, just contrary to, you know, Title VII, you know, and our, and our, our civil rights and our constitutional rights are being violated by these. these well, let me companies. ask you a question. Have you have you gotten an attorney? Do you have anybody working on her case? You know, and you would think that there would be a ton of available attorneys. And and we live in a small northern Wisconsin town. And she she right, let me help. You, let me help you out. The answer is no. Liberty Justice oh, yeah. Center dot org. They're helping people just like your wife. OK. Yeah. And and I and I saw that on your on your site and um, and I will contact them. I had I had contacted also a, a an agency called libertycouncil.org, um, and they've done some preliminary work. But it, what 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 I see is missing is the, the small guy. And a lot of small people, you know, they'll take a – some of these organizations will take a, you know, 10, 20, 50, 200 people that want to file a class action suit, which we are trying to assemble some of these about 500 employees that decided to walk off their job from Bristol-Myers – you know, after they were coerced, hey, if you if you don't get the jab, we're not going to give you COBRA benefits. We're not going to pay you your bonuses. You are just out on your own. I don't think own. you're allowed legally to do that. And I guess maybe they, they're saying, I thought COBRA benefits were available for anybody, regardless of the reason for leaving a, a place. But I might be wrong on that. Yeah. Well, uh, let me let me tell you what the to. first course of action is. They've already done this. Your wife made the decision. Now, I would... You know, I gave you the it's on my website. 
Go to the Liberty Justice Center. See if they can help you. See if they'll take on your case. They're helping a lot of people around the country just like you and just like your wife. And you know what? The, it's, it's unfortunately, it's the only thing that some of these companies know. And you got to fight back and you got to stand up for your rights. What's amazing about all of this to me is there, there is no exemptions at all. Now, that means if you have a rare medical condition and your doctor says it's not a good idea to take it, that means if you have a, you know, religious reason, justification, you're a conscientious objector in the sense that for whatever reason you don't believe in vaccines, uh, you're an adult, you should be able to make that decision. There's no accommodation or openness to an accommodation that could that could satisfy everybody's safety requirements, even if it meant testing every day when you go into the office. Um, at least there's an option there for people. Um, I, I, I don't care if they shove a swab up my nose. That doesn't bother me at all. I've been tested more times than I can even count. But some people, you know, they might take, take issue with it. In the middle of a pandemic, that certainly would be a better option for somebody that is very passionately against the vaccine for one reason or another. Look, the idea that they're going to convince people that have decided that they're willing to lose their job, their paycheck, their benefits and pension, and that somehow they're going to convince them at this late hour. Uh, oh, I was wrong. Let me let me let me go get the jab now. They're at it. I think the debate is over. So what I try to do, what I've been trying to do is tell people whether you are vaccinated or you have a breakthrough case and you pop positive and and you have a positive COVID test, I am at telling you to immediately contact your doctor because early therapeutics are, it's so important if you're going to use Regeneron or Eli Lilly's version of monoclonal antibodies, you got to do it early. That That's the one thing that every doctor I interview says. But you got to ask your own doctor. Anyway, I'm sorry you're going through this. Take a look at the Liberty uh, Justice Center and see what you think. Hopefully they can help you. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. We are loaded up tonight. Hannity on the Fox News Channel. Full, complete coverage of the predetermined outcome. Abusively corrupt and biased committee uh, in the House. Jim Banks will join us. Stan Bongino, Geraldo Rivera, Mike Huckabee, Dr. Oz tonight. Leo, uh, Joe Concha, much more. 9 Eastern, say your DVR, Hannity, Fox News. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us.